0: Tonight's special on Writers Radio Theatre is the Mexican combo plate featuring
1: the moon oh, 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 oh. yes partners it's time to saddle up and ride the airwaves once again with America's favorite cowboys riders in the sky to slim the man of many hats uh, uh. with a Paul the king of the cowboy fiddlers and Ranger Doug the idol of American yes, youth sir, this said, is you Texas Big Spender. inviting you to join riders in the sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure we're gonna ride in your rope own- Tune.
2: We're gonna hoot
1: and holler and howl at the
2: moon. Oh, oh, oh,
1: oh, 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 Yo, you. Every buck,
2: a red, and buck, a blue. There's a place around the fire for you with riders in the sky. So come on and let's
0: ride.
1: 2714 performance of their career, here are
3: Riders in the Sky!
2: Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> buckaroos and buckarets, Riders in the Sky. Glad to be here tonight at the beautiful Emory Theater. Thank you, Texas Bix, the voice that sold a million baby chicks overboard to radio, and you certainly looking handsome tonight. We have a lot to pack into one little show, so let me quickly say, too slim. Ranger Duck and Woody Paul are riders in the sky. Our orchestra is Joey, the cow polka king. And we begin this show with the blue, blue bonnet lady. One, two,
0: three. Written by the king of the cowboys.
3: Some lone star cowboy. I'm needing someone too, and it might be you, blue lady. Come with me and you. Teardrop from your eyes Cause blue, blue, lay on it. things are gonna be much better By and by Oh, I'm just a lonesome, lone star cowboy I need a girl like you Yes, I do
1: The Radio Theater sends a great big western howdy to our station of the week, W-O-P-N, in Columbia, Missouri! Howdy, Columbia! And now here's the King of the Cowboy Fiddlers with a little of The Cliffhanger Waltz, Part 8. guest crossing just ahead and here's Ranger Doug to bring on a man who will bring on a man who will bring on a bonanza of entertainment
2: you, Texas Bigs Bender oh great chief a baby chickdom woody paul hook up hook up the jumper cables to the old attention span and tell us about this week's special guest star Uh,
3: uh, yes Ranger Doug our guest star this week is our buddy from the Grand Ole Opry He writes hits, he sings hits, he's done everything from game shows to the Pol Folk's restaurant chain. We're mighty pleased to have him with us tonight. Please welcome the great Bill Anderson. Yes,
2: indeed. Great to have you here, Bill. (laughs) Thank you,
3: Ranger, great to be here with you guys. I listened to your show and I wanted to be a part of it and I thank you for having
2: me here. Well, we're just delighted. We've been wanting to do this a long time. Who's your little banjo picking friend over there?
3: This is my one-man band tonight. I don't have my entire (laughs) Poe Folks band, but I brought the poest one of all, Les Singer, my guitar and banjo player. All right, right, Les. (laughs) Well, you can't
2: have too many banjos on a show. That's what I always say. (laughs) <laughs> really? Well, let's let's do a song with a banjo. What a perfect opportunity.
3: All right. Well you <laughs> mentioned Poe folks restaurants and I said something about my band called the Poe Folks. Here's the song that started it all. It's a story of my life. Called We Ain't Nothing But Po Folks. There's a whole lot of people looking down their noses at me cause i didn't come from a wealthy family there was ten of us living in a two-room shack on the banks of the river by the railroad track and we kept chickens in a pen in the bank and everybody said we was poor folks my daddy was a farmer but all he ever raised was us. He dug a 40-foot well and did 36 gallons of dust. The Salvation Army gives us clothes to wear. A man from the county came to cut our hair. We live next door to a millionaire. But we want nothing except poor folks. We was poor folks living in a rich folks world. We sure was a hungry bunch. If the wolf had ever come to our front door, he'd have had to brunt a picnic lunch. My granddaddy's pension was a dollar and 33 cents. That was ten dollars less than the landlord wanted for rent. The landlord's letters got nasty indeed. He wrote it out, but Paul couldn't read. And we was too broke to even pay heed. But that's how it is when you're poor folks. We was poor folks living in a rich folks' world. We sure was a hungry bunch. If the wolf had ever come to our front door, he'd have had to bring a picnic lunch. But we had something in our house what he can't buy. Kept us warm in the winter, cool when the sun was high. Far whenever we didn't have food enough and the howling winds would get pretty rough, we patched the crack. And we set the table with love. Cause that's what you do when you're po' folks. And we want nothing but po' folks. My mama and my daddy was po' folks. My brother and my sister was po' folks. My dog and my cat was po' folks. And the riders in the sky are po' folks.
2: Great. The great Bill Anderson. Man,
0: what a, what a thrill to have you here, Bill. With, you know, with your song catalog and your classic hits and the restaurants and all the rest, you're kind of a one-man country music empire. You ever think of that?
3: Well, <laughs> I appreciate you saying that, Slim. Thank you. It has been a great ride. Is there anything in show business that you'd still really like to do? Any unfulfilled dreams? Well, actually, my biggest dream just came true. I've always wanted to appear, on a public radio cowboy show. Wow, really? Do you really mean that? No, but that's what the script says. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you didn't know. My grandfather was a cowboy. Really? You really mean that? No, but that's, that's what, what, the what the script, script says. says. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: actually, he left Georgia years and years ago, went out west to look for gold.
2: Wow. You know the lure of gold can do strange things to a man, Bill. Did he have any luck? We don't know, he never
3: came back.
2: Wow, he never
3: came back. Yeah, we always wondered what happened to him, you know? It's kind of interesting, I was named for him. Grandpa Whisperin' Bill. (laughs) That's
2: right, Dusselin. Well, thanks for coming to Writers Radio Theater, Bill. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, another great big hand for Grand Ole Opry star, Bill Anderson.
1: Writers Radio Theater is a mammoth radio pictures production in association with WBXU. This program is being taped live at the Embry Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. (laughs) Stay with us, Saddlefowls. We'll be right back. Here's a little of the number six song on our national big band, Polka Countdown Wayne King's immortal classic, The Waltz You Saved For Me. buckaroos and buckarettes, you're listening to Riders Radio Theater. And now, Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode eight of the exciting Western melodrama, The Lost Suburb of Gold. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, Senator Sterling Marm's lifelong dream was to find the fabled lost suburb of gold, but it was not to be. Then, 22 years after his death, his daughter, Tumbleweed Valley's excellent school teacher, Miss Marm, has taken up the search. She began by enlisting the aid of Riders in the Sky. Together, they unearthed the clue that led them to Port Wiley, where they discovered a form sent in by Senator Marm just before he passed away. It stated that he planned to set up a base camp for his explorations in the Meatloaf Mountains at a place called Terror Springs. Despite darkling skies, the riders and Miss Marm set off at once for the ominous sounding campsite. Meanwhile, the Archfiend Slocum and his doofus henchman, Charlie, have forged an ancient Spanish land grant, giving Slocum ownership of all of Tumbleweed Valley. Then, in our last episode, the two evil fiends showed up at a Tumbleweed Valley Council meeting presided over by Mayor Cash Arbitrage.
0: Hi-ho, everybody. Slocum,
1: what are you doing here? Time to find out as we now present episode 8 entitled, Slocum Strikes. The mayor, council, and high sheriff are stunned by Slocum's unexpected appearance.
0: Slocum, what's the meaning of you and that doofus
2: barging in here like this? The meaning is taken over.
0: What? What? What's going on? And that means you're fired, all of you. I own this valley now and everything in it. Get it and get out. Right. What on earth are you talking about? Where the only thing that could give you that kind of power would be an authentic ancient Spanish land grant.
2: Yes, of course. You don't say. (laughs) Yeah, take a gander at this,
0: cash old bean.
1: (laughs) What's that?
2: Well, it appears to be
0: Oh, my Lord. It's an ancient Spanish land grant.
2: Oh, In merciful God. heavens, it looks to be authentic. Yeah. That really looks like the real McCoy, all right. Shut
0: up, you <laughs> idiot. It's authentic, all right. And I hereby submit it as proof of my ownership of this entire valley. <laughs> oh, 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 no. You have 30 days to contest its authenticity. After that, this valley is mine.
3: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
2: oh, my.
0: Oh, no. I, I don't know about anybody else, but having this melodrama derailed by a, a seemingly authentic Spanish land grant has made me thirsty. I'll be at Opal's tap room for the duration. Anyone care to join me?
1: Yes, yes, of
0: course. Wait a minute, wait a
1: minute. Y'all can't just give up. This could be a forgery.
0: Fine, you deal with it. It's too much for me. Yes, yes, indeed.
1: I'm going to have a document expert take a look at this thing here. Yes, yes, you do that.
0: Yes, yes, you do that, one. But if you get in my way, I'll have a bone crushing expert named Charlie take a look at
3: you. Three, five, four, four. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: While the high sheriff gives some thought to having a bone crushing expert named Charlie take a look at him, far away in the Meatloaf Mountains, night has set in, and with it comes the rain. A fact that doesn't go unnoticed by riders in the sky and Miss Marm as they reach Terror Springs.
2: Whoa, whoa. Whoa. whoa, there, This is Terror Springs, all right, but it's no place to camp on a night like this.
3: Yeah, these waters are rising, and that wash over there could flood runoff water into this basin any time now.
0: What should we do? Why don't we look for a trail up the side of the mountain there? We
2: might find a cave or something. Good idea, Slim. Let's ride. Get up there, Argyle! (laughs) The
1: night was black as a cave bat. Rain threshed down relentlessly. The enveloping darkness wrapped around everyone and everything like a shroud. Over here, buddy. Looks like an old trail.
3: Right, let's give it a shot. The trail, if indeed it was
1: one, was narrow and precipitous, but it did seem to lead somewhere. Higher and higher it took them. Granite fangs' space yawned below, and loose treacherous gravel made every step of their horses a flirtation with disaster.
0: Good grief, what next?
1: High above, a huge boulder, loosened by the rain, breaks away from a rugged outcropping and plunges toward the hapless mortals below. I had to ask...
3: We'll have to try to go forward and get out from under it.
2: Would that you could. What do
0: you mean by that?
2: He means that right ahead of us, the trail dead ends against a sheer rock wall. Well, let's try to turn
0: back. We can't turn our mounts. The trail's too narrow. Pulverize it with a yodel,
3: Ranger Doug. That's not possible in this range. But a perfectly modulated tone frequency to the third power just might set up a molecular vibration in the atmosphere and cause it to veer away from us.
2: In other words, a number three. Yodel. Exactly, Ranger well, Doug. do it and quit talking about it, even if it's cheesy melodrama like this, that boulder won't stay up there forever. Right you are, Miss Marm.
1: It's not the easiest thing in the world, sitting astride a horse on a perilously narrow mountain trail in a driving rainstorm and yodeling at a boulder that is about to crush you like an eggshell. No, it's not easy, and admittedly, not just anyone could do it without looking very silly and being smashed to smithereens. But not just anyone is the idol of American youth. And miraculously, just before the huge boulder would have flattened the riders in Miss Marm like pancakes, the Yoda works, the monster rock veers away, and hurdles into the side of the mountain where the trail dead ends just in front of them. Where it bounces off, taking a big chunk of the mountain with it, then plummets a 1,000 feet to the ground below.
2: Boy, it don't get any closer than that.
1: Boy, I'll say.
2: Miss Marm. Miss Marm, are you all Dandy,
1: right? oh, you, you boys
2: really know how to show a girl a good time. Well, gosh, thanks, Miss Marm.
3: Ranger Doug. Look, up ahead where the boulder hit. It opened up a cave.
1: Let's go check it out.
2: Come on, Turbo, fun boy. <laughs>
3: Racing no
1: time, Riders in the Sky and Miss Marm guide their mounts along the still very dangerous trail to the point where the boulder hit.
2: <gasps> it is a cave. It must have
3: been covered up by a cave, in, and, and Falling Boulder opened it up again.
0: Oh, what are we waiting for? Let's get in out of the rain.
1: Good idea, Sidney. <laughs> Second later, the Riders and Miss Marm are setting up camp just inside the mouth of the cave.
3: This place looks like it's been used for a campsite before. Here's the remnants of an old campfire.
2: Yes, and there are mules and horse tracks in the dirt.
0: It's been a while, though. They're almost filled in with dust.
2: Too Slim, while we're taking care of things here, why don't you hunt around the cave and try to find something to build a fire with? Maybe there's some dried dung from the mules and horses somewhere. Well, gosh, Ranger Doug, why don't you? Certainly, I could do that, Too Slim. I could go around in my big white hat with my big wide smile and gather dung. But I hardly think that the idol of American youth should go around picking up dung now, do you? Well... You, on the other hand, are the man in many hats, and one of them is that of dung gatherer. But it's dark back there. Let Woody do it. Yes, I suppose shirking your duty would be the easy way, but But it it wouldn't
0: be a cow. Okay, but when this melodrama's over, I'm gonna shirt some of my hats,
1: starting with the Dung Gatherer. Striking a match, the plucky bespectacled bass player makes his fearful way into the deep, dark depths of the ancient cave. Oh,
0: this is scary. (gasps) What's that sound? Oh, it's just goosebumps breaking out like hives all over my body. Too slim, the goosebump covered Dung Gatherer. Well, I'm sure I'll find some. There's never a shortage of it in this show. <laughs> <laughs> Speak of the devil. Oh, I wish I hadn't. Here's some right here. Oh, and here's some more. And here's a bony old hand, and here's the...
2: Th- <laughs> a bony old skull. Hey, hey, too slim. What's going on back there? I found a skeleton. What? You say you found a skeleton? Yes. There it is, by that pile of dung. Oh, wow,
3: here's an old dung-covered head.
0: Oh, let me see that dung-covered hat. Here you go. Why, oh, this looks like old Whispering Bill's hat.
3: Here's an old belt buckle. There are initials on it. Let's see, uh, W. Period B. Period. Ah, <gasps> Whispering Bill. Who?
0: Who is he? Well, gather up that dung you dropped and bring it up, build a fire, and I'll tell you all about it over a cup of joe. Once again, the dung gatherer.
1: A few minutes later, all are gathered around a cozy, dung-burning fire at the mouth of the cave. And while the coffee brews and the rains pour down outside, side meat tells the tale of Whispering Bill. It was back before
0: any of you had come along. I hadn't been in these parts more than a year or two myself. There wasn't a lot of gold being mined back in them days, not like today when gold and platinum's everywhere. I tell you, it was scarce back then. Hardly anybody could find the stuff except for Whispering Bill. He had a real talent for finding. It seemed like every time he went looking, he found gold. His dream was to make the biggest strike in history, and I think he did, too. The last time I seen him, I was in Big Woman Sal's tap room. She had it before Opal. <laughs> I remember I was cutting the trail dust with a little king when Whispering Bill comes running in through the swinging doors, yelling at the top of his lungs. Why do not you speak up, I says. I am speaking up.
3: Listen, this is as loud as it gets.
0: It seems whispering was a style he developed. I don't know why. Listen, maybe it was so folks could tell him apart from Webb Pierce and Farron Young. Uh, Anyways, he bellers out.
3: Belly up to the bar. The drinks are on me.
0: Well, I was the only one who heard him, so I... (laughs) i bellied up next to him, and he buys me a little king and tells me this
3: tale. For years I've been searching for the lost city. Well, it's not really a city, it's more of a suburb. But it's made of gold, and Mo. finally I found it. I came back to get supplies, and I'm heading right back out. The next time you see me, I'll have more gold than Fort Worth. Mo.
0: Hey, don't you mean Fort Knox, I says? Whatever. Well, uh, we raised our mugs and both said cheers, and then he said so long, but he'd be back. If you're
3: still here,
0: I'll buy you a beer. Well, I waited two years for that other beer. Big Sal got tired of me living there in the bar room. <laughs> anyway, that's another story. He never showed, and I faced the cold hard fact I was never gonna get that beer. But sometimes at night on the side of this hill, when the rain's a fallin' and the wind's a callin' and the weather's gettin' mighty ill, there's a sound comes a stealin' gives you a creepy kind of feelin' the voice of whisperin' bill Still What's that sound? What's that sound?
3: Still though the nights are cold. up here, still, Still.
2: still,
3: though my spirit walks, still, I can barely talk, I'm whispering I've lost track of the hours. I've lost track of the years. In fact, I've lost track of everything except the gold that brought me here. I was a young man when I came to these hills. Just me and Porta Wagner and Gene Shepard and Whisper and Bill. We were poor folks, but we still took the dare. We found it, and I can tell you where.
0: Where?
2: Where is it? Still.
3: Listen to my song. Still. I won't steer you on. The gold is up here still.
0: Where is it, Whispering Bill? Where is it? Oh.
3: deep, deep within the cave.
0: Past the dung?
3: The treasure's here. The gold you crave. But take a tip from the old whisperin' biller. You're gonna need yourself a D10 caterpillar. What? Still listen to my song. Still I won't steer you on the gold is
1: up here still is the gold there still what is slocum out to steal? and have you ever heard a better song than still well you won't find the answers to these questions on nashville now but you will find them right here same time same station next week in episode nine of the lost suburb of gold entitled D10 Caterpillar Blues. It's earth-moving, heavy traction, power-packed melodrama you won't want to miss. And it's coming only to this, theater of the Mind.
0: This is the VXU Radio Network.